I was out at a customer's property the other day and uh, first time meeting them, never been on their property before. And they had some concerns uh, about their last landscape, or not their last landscaper, but their last tree uh, tree service provider. <clears throat> and uh, their main concern was the fact that the guy just never, never calls back, never gets back to him, never emails back, never text messages, never, you know, privately messages on Facebook. It's got all these all these means of contact, but never contacts these people back. And these, these, this, this family has a very nice property, <clears throat> has a legitimate work that for the tree service will be worked into the future uh, just by the nature of the property, but yet never gets back. Uh, but evidently when there's some kind of removal or something like that, they're more... Uh, they're more apt to get back even. They asked me if I can come over purely just to give them advice. Not even looking for me to, to cut anything, which I don't do anyway. I, I mainly just consult and I do a few other things too, but nothing that involves really chipping or chainsaws. So of course I say sure, you know, I'm honored. Um, anytime anybody wants to have me come out, it's, a, it's an honor. So I, I come out, beautiful property. Um, sits back in a like a wooded lot type area in a cul-de-sac, and it's it's obvious from the from the get-go that they've had uh, some landscape work done in the past where there was regrading of the of the uh, yard. They're on a slope. At some points, the slope is like at a 45 degree angle, so it gets pretty steep. Goes falling back into a back um, wooded area, and of course the cul-de-sac is downhill towards their property, so they get a lot of runoff. So right away, I already know that they have a lot of runoff. They're probably going to have some uh, mineral um, washaway issues um, as well. They may have some swampy area type deal. Uh, so pulling up, notice that they had uh, some dogwoods in the front, some ornamental dogwoods. They didn't look like they were doing too well. They had two Japanese maples that were on either side of their driveway entrance that looked like they were doing pretty well. Um, and then they had some other issues from um, clear cutting when they when the house was built. Um, you can tell it was older trees, older older oak trees, a lot of old, older beech trees, a few maples in there. So they were concerned about the health of these trees. The uh, the older ones, the, the tops of them were starting to die back. Um, and then they had some issues with some of their ornamentals. So I'm walking them through it. They're Well, they're walking me through it. Uh, it's their property. They invited me. So they're walking me through it. They're telling me their concerns. Um, and, you know, we're kind of looking at everything from afar. And they're asking for my opinion as I go. I'm kind of giving them like a, a generalized opinion at that point because, let's face it, no one can look at a tree from afar and have, you know, a, a good understanding of what's going on. You can have a very, very generalized understanding just from visual appearance of a tree and your surrounding. You can start putting some kind of picture together in your head of what may be going on, but you really got to take a look at the trees. So we continued on. They, they showed me a whole bunch of trees that they're having some problems with. And there was a mixture of problems. Um, 
But for the most part, there's two categories of problems that were going on in their property. One was uh, construction related and uh, the time effect. So you have construction years down the road, the trees start showing that um, that strain, that uh, that effect of the construction and the damage that was done to them after they've lost sort of some of the battle to try to reestablish themselves after such a shock. And then the second, um, the second problem that I was noticing was their ornamentals seemed all to be having the same issue. They were all having canopy dieback problems. Um, the the deciduous trees were losing leaves and showing dieback. The evergreens were showing um, chlorosis and dropping needles. So that was their concerns. And then to top it off, a few of the plantings, four of the plantings, um, the young lady told me that she requested that family of tree, but not that particular type of it. So she wanted a flowering tree. They gave her, you know, they gave her dogwoods that don't flower. I mean, they look nice when, you know, planted properly and alive, but they don't flower. And she wanted, you know, color and spring and it's understandable. And evidently the, uh, the contractor didn't quite either get that message through their head or they just, they didn't care. They did their own thing. I don't know what happened there. Maybe it was a complete misunderstanding or mistake, but nevertheless, they obviously didn't check with the, uh, the homeowner prior to planting. And uh, so the homeowner ended up getting four trees that she really didn't want. She didn't realize they didn't flower. And then, of course, she didn't know they didn't flower until the next season when they didn't flower. And now they're stuck with these four trees. To top that off with those particular trees and the the other ornamental trees that were planted, again, back to root problems, none of them were taken out of the root ball, out of the containers. So in a lot of cases, we had ornamental trees, not real big, but not real small, and they're still in their cages. The root balls are still in the cages. And to top it off, on the Jap maples that are still looking healthy, look still look like they're striving or thriving, the one cage was sticking out of the ground. If you, uh, if you head over to my Instagram or my, uh, my Facebook page, Arbor's Gym underscore Bucks County, you can see a photo of it. It's interesting. It's like, okay. So not only did the person that placed the tree into the ground not catch their mistake or not know any better, but then every single landscaper that came after that to mulch around or take care of the, uh, the beds that, the, that those ornamental trees are sitting in, just ignored the fact that there was a metal cage sticking out of the ground. So it's one thing, it's one thing to be the person to make the mistake. It's another thing to consider yourself a professional that comes along later on and just not mention the mistake, not, not try to mitigate that mistake. And that's where I believe honesty comes into business, no matter what kind of business you're in. You're not putting people down 
or making anybody necessarily look bad for a mistake they may have unintentionally made or unknowingly made in the past by bringing it up in the future when you notice it and saying, hey, we can correct this. So that's exactly what I did. I said, hey, you know, all right, mistake made. We can move on. Tree's still uh, tree's still looking like it's doing good. So let's try to ensure it keeps doing good. Why don't we dig up that, uh, that root ball a little bit, dig around the ground. We don't have to pull the tree out of the ground. And we can cut that cage and uh, make sure that those roots start training themselves to go outward a little bit better instead of being bound up by that uh, by that cage. Not to mention, not to mention that in the future, if those trees were to be taken down, if they if the tree if another tree service was to come and want to grind the root out, they would be destroyed. You know, not destroying, but they they they'd be tangling up their um, their stump grinder in a metal cage. So I mean, it's not it's it's a, it's just a general courtesy to the next guy, the next company that comes along to not mess with them. So we went over all this. I told him, all right, you know, I got I got the picture of what you guys are looking for. Um, there's a handful of it that I will have to talk to a guy that I know that does amazing work in the area as a, uh, as a tree service coming in and cutting and pruning, get a hold of him, get a plan with that guy so he can come in and do his, do his part of it. I'm going to come in, take up those four, uh, the four dogwoods and then in the fall, I'm going to sit down with the with the homeowner, with the wife. We're going to go over what kind of tree that she actually wants. And then I'm personally going to go and search for the four best trees that I can find in the best health. And I will personally see those trees put into the ground. And like I told her, it's not a matter of just that's the tree I want dig a hole, throw it in the ground, cover it up. There's a process to make sure that you can try to ensure the best health for that tree into the future so that you're not wasting money and you get the best out of having that tree there. And that process starts from the very beginning, knowing where that tree was raised at a farm, knowing where it came from the nursery. So where was it sitting inside the nursery when you bought it, if it was at a nursery, if, say if it wasn't still at a tree farm? And even if it was at a tree farm, where was it growing at? Was it in full sunlight? Or if it was at the nursery, was it in full sunlight? Or was it under partial canopy shade? Or was it under full shade? Because if it's under full shade, and in this, uh, this customer's um, instance, I then plant it in full sunlight. I mean, I, you're shocking the tree. It's it's not used to that. It's used to shade. So you're going to stand the chance of stressing the tree out, burning the leaves up a little bit, and possibly burning up the uh, the wood. 
and stressing the tree completely out when you're freshly planting this. And that's a that's already enough of a shock for a tree to begin with that it's got to try to overcome. And then there's the variables that you can't account for weather. You don't know what kind of weather it's going to say. So you're trying to do your best. So it's a process that starts from the very beginning, knowing where that tree came from, what's the conditions, <clears throat> trying to get the tree that was, or ensuring that you're buying a tree that was raised and grown in your area, in your climate area, in your elevation. Elevation makes a difference as well. You don't want to be down in the beach area and buy a tree that was raised up in the mountains. It's not going to work out well. And then, like I said, personally being there and seeing it go into the ground or being the guy that's going to put it into the ground, training the roots, ensuring it proper soil, proper soil remedi uh, remediation afterwards or during, proper watering, you know, get, giving the customer what they expect out of professionalism. So... That's what I noticed. And then there, there was the larger trees that had, you know, uh, mechanical damage uh, to the trunks on some of them. Um, some of them were just stressed out due to the fact that they used to be protected by woods. They were on the interior of the woods, not the exterior wood line. Now they're the wood line. Um, some of them have just natural defects um, from twisting, uh, vertical cracks in the trunks, cavities, cankers, um, conks, you, you name it. It's, it's a typical woods. You know, you walk into the woods, you're going to see a whole variety of uh, things that, you know, aren't good for a tree. But, you know, when they're in the woods, not a big deal. But when they're now part of the, the landscape and within a range to fail and hit something, that's different. So giving value to the customer, right? They expected me just to probably come out, just take a look and walk through it with them and then say, okay, you know, I'll come up with a plan and walk away. <clears throat> but going that extra mile, I think it took me eh, probably like a half hour, 45 minutes walking around with them on their property, listening to their concerns. And then I think I stayed for another hour hour and a half or two hours doing tree risk assessments, looking at other trees that they may not have even thought of looking at. Um, and, and I might not even necessarily mention those trees to them, but I documented them. I took measurements. I documented the, the concerns that I have with them. Um, a couple of them, they, I had no real concerns with them. I just documented them anyway. So in the future, I know. If this customer decides to stick with me and give me that honor, I'll have a record right off the get doing the job properly. So as you can see, this, this podcast is a little bit for the homeowner and a little bit for the worker as well. You have to do your job all the way through. That's what professionalism is. You know, you don't, you don't have to be some big corporate company or some big fancy anything to be professional. You just got to do your job. You got to do what people expect from you, what, are, what they're hoping from you. doesn't matter how much you charge. 
It just matters that you do it right. So we're going to come up with a plan of action. Um, we're going to come up with priority. We're going to triage, you could say, the, the treescape of this property and work from uh, most concerning to least concerning. And there's definitely going to be time frames on things. Not going to be planting anything until fall. Um, but I can remove the trees. And most likely I'll take those four dogwoods back to my property. I'll take them out of the cages. I'll replant them into my property somewhere. And try to raise them up. And if it works out, donate them. Keep them. Sell them if somebody wants to buy it off you. You know? but not give up on it completely. There's no point in giving up on something that's not dead. It could be reappropriated somewhere else. So that's the plan. We'll see how it goes. And that's the podcast for the day. Again, it goes back to professionalism, professionalism, honesty, and doing the job all the way through, giving the people exactly what they were hoping for, what they're looking for, the help that they want. Not just skimming through a property and and trying to look the part. Give them more. More. Give them the best you can give them. Talk to you guys later. Check out my, uh, my Instagram page and my Facebook page. Like I said, I got some pictures that go back to uh, this discussion. Arborist Jim underscore Bucks County. Have a good one, guys.